0: Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Hi! It's another one of these! <laughs> welcome everyone, back to the Media Book Podcast. Literally another one. Uh, yes, welcome
1: to our year-end wrap-up as we continue wrapping up the year of 2017 for you in progress. If you are tuning in this week, you might have noticed that you already have... Our episode about movies of the year. You already have our episode about TV shows of the year, but now, guess what? Today is music.
0: Yep. Uh, going in right in for your earbuds. Uh, another present for you to unwrap post-Christmas. Yep.
1: So, yeah. Um, As
0: we get into our not only top fives. But also albums. a recap
1: of the year that was. So, yeah. We're going to start with a recap. We're going to go through the year. The biggest stories that we covered. And then we're going to talk about our top five albums of the year, and then we'll decide on a top number one album of the year. Uh, but yeah, so let's get rolling right into it.
0: Yeah, let's go right into it with January and that Super Bowl performance, uh, Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, we should probably talk about that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think we talked about that very much on TV, but they got had quite the performance. Uh, yeah, we Super briefly Bowl.
1: mentioned it, uh, but yeah, uh, Lady Gaga, a pretty impressive performance. Uh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of crazy. Uh, acrobatics and stuff that ending especially
0: yes jumping off and catching a football
1: but yeah i mean she had a pretty solid year there's that documentary about her on uh, netflix that's pretty fascinating um she would uh, uh later be at coachella for reasons we'll discuss in a sec um yeah she had a pretty solid year especially following uh the release of her album last year mm-hmm. um so yeah a good year to be be the gaga
0: uh, what else do we have? Uh, also, we had the new album from Ed Sheeran come out in January. It's Divide. Yes, which was very divisive among fans, I guess.
1: <laughs> but it sold really well. Yes. As uh, I'm sure you have down yep, there. And as
0: of two months ago, was the top album of the year.
1: Yeah, until uh, Taylor Swift happened.
0: Yes, because Taylor Swift ruins everything. But I'm sure we'll talk about her later. Yes. Uh, All right. Uh, also, uh. Way back in January, yes, I know it seems like a long time, but Tuts. that's when Trump was inaugurated. Yeah, I know. It really has been a long time. It has been a long time. See, so, yeah, traditionally, there's people who perform yes. at the
1: inauguration, and this year was no, no different, except for this time, people, a lot of people said no.
0: Yes, a lot of people were kind of, didn't want to be a part of that, including, um, let's see here, uh, Celine Dion, Elton John, Gene Simmons, Andrea Pacelli, Moby, and not that movie, Ice-T, <laughs> Garth Brooks, the Dixie Chicks, the Beach Boys, Florida, and the B Street Band. Yes, the B Street Band and... (laughs) You mean the E Street Band? No, the B Street Band. Who is the B Street Band? They are an E Street Band knockoff. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) But yeah, they all said no. But uh, the one, uh, the big ones who did turn out were uh, Three Doors Down, Toby Keith, and former uh, America's Got Talent winner, Jackie Ivaco. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which she, she later regretted. She would later
1: say that she regretted doing it. So yeah, not a super yeah, but, popular but place.
0: But she, she actually performed. She went to the Star Spangled Banner.
1: Okay. But still performing.
0: Yeah. Just performing the Star Spangled Banner. Right. All right, moving on. Moving on uh, to February and the Grammys. Yeah. Yep, where a lot of uh, artists decided to skip out on them, including Kanye West, Drake, and Justin Bieber, because Frank Ocean was not nominated. Right, uh,
1: uh, uh, a showing of solidarity, even though uh, Frank Ocean did not submit his albums for the Grammys, so it didn't really matter anyways. But hey, um, I feel like Kanye was going to boycott that thing anyways.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, Oh, speaking of uh, Lady Gaga... Or, sorry, Beyoncé. Yes. Yes, yeah, so Lady Gaga replaced Beyoncé in Coachella. Right. Because she announced that she was having twins.
1: Yes, Beyoncé was supposed to headline, being one of the three major headliners at Coachella. Got pregnant with her twins and had to bail out, so Gaga replaced her. So, yeah, as far as we know, um, the twists, the twins, the twists, the twins have not been named. Uh, I don't, I'm not even sure if they've been had. I think they've been had. I think so. I don't know. I'll have to ask my resident Beyonce expert, I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, well, I'm sure when that news comes out, it'll be a big deal.
0: Yeah, what, I mean, they already have Blue Ivy. Yeah, Blue, Blue Ivy's is, the oldest. Right. Older. So what would, um, Sibling. I don't know. They went in Quattro and... J t- Jr. Jay Jr. Jay <laughs> Jr. All right. Beyonce Jr., BJ? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. no. no, no. We regret that. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Rowland. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, uh, back in February, Linkin Park released the first song off its new album, Heavy. Um, yeah. Off the album, One More Light. Yeah, not a lot of
1: people uh, thought that was uh, the direction they wanted. Uh, I remember a lot of super fans being kind of upset.
0: Well, because this album uh, used pop writer Emily Wright, who worked with Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, and Florida. Florida. Yes. So a very popular <laughs> album, which divided a lot of fans uh, in terms of what church are going to go with. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about more about Linkin Park later.
1: Yeah, we sure will. Yeah.
0: Um, also, going into March, we have some more Ticketmaster disputes, uh, specifically with The Tragically Hip and their latest tour uh, in Canada, where a third of the ticket sales went to bots and a third went to... Um, resale, or sorry, ticket brokers yeah. for resale, leaving only a third of the tickets left for fans, which, of course, were immediately snatched up. <laughs> uh, Yep, and so fans would pay $100 only to see prices jacked up, and this story is nothing new, but something we constantly watch and wait for something to actually... Happen with it. Yeah, it's a real
1: crappy thing, and I, I'm hoping it happens less and less. Uh, but with uh, legislation that hopefully will crack down on this kind of thing, uh, we can look forward to maybe this happening less than it has in the past.
0: Hopefully. Right. All right, what else? Let's see here, moving on. Uh, Bob Dylan announced that he would be accepting his Nobel Prize for literature and the $900,000 prize.
1: Right, after kind of dragging his feet on it.
0: Yes. Um, in addition, he also announced that he would perform two concerts as his way of apologizing for being such a douche about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Eh,
1: no, he's old. He learned it.
0: Yeah, oh. <laughs> okay, this difference between being old and being senile, he <laughs> walks well, a fine line between the two.
1: I, I will not go on the record and call Bob Dylan senile. <laughs> All
0: right. I don't know it well enough. Alright, well, <laughs> moving on, uh, in April, we have Barry Manilow coming out. Having a being a fan of the man, Alose. <laughs> yes, he's he finally come out as gay, confirming yeah. that he's married to his uh, longtime manager, Gary Keith, partner for nearly 40 years. Aww. Which I forgot about. That happened this year. <laughs> yep. uh, he said that uh, they met in 1978 and was worried. You know the fans would accept him being right. gay because his songs really appeal towards women.
1: Well, yeah, yeah
0: there were, he wrote a lot of love songs too.
1: Yes. So yeah, it's it's a tough thing, especially back in the seventies. Uh, but I'm glad he uh, I'm glad he came out now.
0: Yep. Let's see here. The Beatles had a big year this year with Sgt. Pepper's uh, getting a 50th anniversary reissue with new deluxe album. Yep. And. For, and that thing hit on billboards as the number one album. And I bet it sold
1: even more this Christmas because a bunch of dads probably got that under their tree this year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speaking got out. inducted uh, this past year. Yep. As uh, they do every year, including Pearl Jam, Joan John Baez, yes, <laughs> ELO, Journey, uh, Nile Rogers, and Tupac. Right. All got nominated in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Uh, oh, that's what I was supposed to get you this year. <laughs> the Steven uh, for Christmas was supposed to get you the Steven Universe soundtrack. Oh, that's okay. But yes, that exists. Yes, that thing exists. I think it's on vinyl as well. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is.
1: But yeah, uh, uh, pretty cool for fans of the the songs of the of the show, which are all original songs written for the show and are all pretty good. So yeah check that out
0: yeah moving on uh sony decided to part ways with dr luke as he's uh, no longer ceo of their kimosabi records yeah this is kind and of they took down their page on yeah this
1: That's was cool. kind of our um uh, our follow-up i guess uh to the, 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 our story from last on the year cake, yeah yeah Last year, the whole saga with uh, Kesha's litigious uh, legal uh, lawsuit against Dr. Luke kind of ended in this, where um, we we uh, he got removed from his position. And the extra icing on this cake uh, is that Kesha was able to release music this year, but we'll get there in a second.
0: Yep. Uh, in May, speaking of re-releases, Radiohead announced a special 20th anniversary for OK Computer. Yeah. Um, And they
1: also released, um, yeah, it was a re-release of it as well uh, with some bonus tracks
0: that nobody had heard before. And uh, what are the more um, interesting things that happened this year? Fire Festival. Oh, God,
1: yes. This whole thing was one of the more fascinating disasters of the year. Yes. Uh, Where Ja Rule tried to... Become back at the zeitgeist. Yes. But it ended up being a disaster. People did Yeah. Well, do you have written down some specifics here? Yes.
0: The class action lawsuit. Law, lawsuit. A, ca-
1: a cast action, action lawsuit?
0: Yes. Class action lawsuit. Yes. <laughs> against uh, Fire Media, which consists of John ja Rule and Billy McFarland. <laughs> Uh, Due to a lack of adequate food, water, and shelter, (laughs) and medical care that created a dangerous and panicked situation that was more akin to the Hunger Games or Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Defendants have been aware for months, including the fact that Job Rules specifically contacted several performing artists to say, don't show up. Yeah. Yeah. And there was the,
1: the whole thing about how like, Instagram models were invited to be a part of this, and so they were all had stories about what, the, the, how they had said no to it after hearing what it's going to be like and all this stuff. Right. And some people just accepted it because they were paid a bunch of money to do it, to promote it on their Instagram feeds. It's just such a weird, fascinating thing. But yeah, that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was supposed to be a private resort, but in terms of private, it meant that nobody knew where it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that, uh, like... FEMA medical tents were considered luxury huts. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, not great. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I forgot that this happened this year, but because of the 50th anniversary of uh, Sergeant uh, Sergeant Peppers from the Beatles and the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. Yeah. Pallet Swap Ninja. (laughs) Yeah. Decided to do a mashup of the two. Uh, thus creating Princess Leia's Stolen Death Star Plans a full-length concerto combining the music or rather the parody version of Sgt. Pepper's songs with that of Star Wars.
1: Yeah. It's on YouTube if you want to check that out. It's funny. I recommend a watch but it's kind of a time investment it's the length of an album. Yep. But yeah, check that out if those two things are things you like.
0: Yep. And it said that something that was supposed to happen, but got canceled because of stuff later in the year. Blinkin' Park. Yes. Uh, Lincoln Park and Blink-182 were supposed to have a concert.
1: A uh, co-hot headlining uh, mini-tour. Yep. Of sorts. Uh, but yes, uh, seems like where we left that off um, is that there might still do it in some sort of ma-
0: manner. Right. Is
1: what I heard about that, I think, is that that, that might still happen, but
0: we'll have to see. Yeah, but for now they had to refund all tickets that we yeah. know of. Uh, uh, because of something we'll get to probably pretty soon. Yeah, that's coming up soon. All right, uh, But first, Desert Trip 2017. The the re-return to Desert Trip 2016. The old cella. Yes. <laughs> old Cella. Yep, yeah, old cella. Yep, yeah, included um, REO Speedwagon and 38 Special, Kansas and Blue Oyster Cult, With sticks and Super Tramp. How much uh, uh,
1: cowbell do you think is
0: involved? Uh, Someone said that people brought in their own cowbells. Oh, not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Nope. And, oh yes, it's something that was just a footnote in digital audio, but still one very um, important note. The audio coding format MP3 was officially terminated its licensing program. (laughs) Uh, That is for... Uh, Fraunhofer institute or fronthofer institute where they say an the official statement that the recognized mp3 is still very important however it lacks the quality of today's industry standards <laughs> <laughs> saying that there's other stuff that's way better out there but we appreciate everyone's um, general appreciation and general on board what, what do we call it <laughs> participation? Yeah, I guess that's a good way of putting it. I mean,
1: yeah, it's become the most pro, uh, proliferated music format there is because it's so small. It's it's a compact file size. The higher quality, the larger file size. That's why stuff like Flack and Wave isn't as popular because it takes up too much room.
0: Right. Yeah, since uh, iTunes and the iPod came out, yeah. came out pretty much the Industry standard. if You came to digital media because it was the highest quality thing you
1: could get while also packing ten thousand songs on an iPad. Yep. There's a way. I, to I, the, iPod. iPod.
0: Not iPad. Well,
1: I mean, you could do that as yes. well. But, but yeah, it's not iPad. iPod.
0: Yes. And, and one of the uh, the first of main disasters to happen this year. Uh, I'm mm. not including fire festival because that yeah. was just a tornado. different kind of disaster. A kind of disaster. But Ariana Grande. And the Manchester arena bombing, yeah back in uh were we in February I sorry're we in May May yes, back in May uh, where twenty two deaths and fifty nine were injured in the yeah. suicide bomber
1: and sadly that would not be our most most horrific uh thing to happen at a concert this year.
0: I know we'll yeah. get to that later yeah uh let's see moving on let's see. June here, we Good. have a Childish Gambino announcing a new album, as well as Arcade Fire. Yeah, announcing a new album that happened, and also Foo Fighters and Queen of the Stone Age, announcing new albums as well. Yep, and the Toadies and Katy Perry, and a lot of people announced new albums. <laughs>
1: it was a big, uh, big year for all sorts of re- re- uh, uh, releases. Yep, this year, pretty much name an a al- uh, name an artist, and they put out an album this year.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Let's see, moving on here, uh, the Tesla, Tesla car decided to get into the audio industry for some reason.
1: Oh, right, they're going to do their own like in-car streaming service. Yes.
0: Which, uh, I don't know
1: what, else, what, what came out of that, if anything.
0: I don't think anything came out of it. Yeah. Uh, they said they're going to try and do it. Yeah. But we'll see if anything actually comes out we of it. We'll check back in 2018.
1: Or 2019.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, in July, Sony announced that it was making vinyl records again. Because vinyl records got a boom this year. They, have been picking
1: up year after year, but yeah, uh, keep setting records, including this year. Yeah. People are
0: buying vinyl records again. Yep, uh, they had to increase their pressing plans you from just 30. just
1: setting records. Yes. About records. I didn't realize that until I said it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, they had to go up from 16 uh, Present class 230. This yeah. year, basically the double. There's
1: demand somewhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, and not to be outdone, but Cash Money Records released their mobile app to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the label. Yes. Uh, where fans were able to redesign past album covers and have access to behind the scenes footage and commentary. Huh. And I don't know if anyone who actually has that on their phone.
1: No. <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> Yeah. But I guess it's good that it exists for someone.
0: Yeah. And in semi-music news, but more like music video news, size and Psy's Gang, Gang, Gangnam Style <laughs> was no longer the top-playing song on YouTube. No, but what was? It was Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. See You Again. Yeah, but it... Real briefly. <laughs> but it wouldn't last long. No, as... Despacito, Despacito would eventually eclipse that this year. And why? Because international relations. But also because it was the biggest song of the year. Oh, yeah.
1: For how many straight weeks was
0: Despacito
1: number one on the Billboard chart? Do you have that written down?
0: Uh, maybe somewhere eventually. Somewhere.
1: But yes, it was a ridiculous hit.
0: I think when I get to it actually like getting off... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Enough. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that was uh, uh, definitely a big song this year.
0: Yep. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Spotify. Yep. Our favorite streaming service. Made a deal with Sony Music. Yes. Um. And basically,
1: uh, yeah. yeah.
0: They, uh, Sony. Uh, yeah, give the the option to hold back new albums from Spotify's tier. Yeah. And it said basically increase the royalty payments. To, uh from 55 to 52 or from 52 to 55 my bad let's see here also Soundcloud went away and they came back and then went away again
1: uh but they still do exist uh, yes. yeah they were they're, they're having a hard time uh being profitable uh pretty much was going to be written off but some people came in and saved them with some money uh, some investments. It seems like, as of this podcast recording, they're still holding on, but still not haven't really figured out exactly how they're going to be a profitable company still. So we will see.
0: Yep. And speaking of holding on, why things gotta be so heavy, uh-huh. this is where Chester Bennington uh, committed suicide. Right. So, uh, of
1: course, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, uh, lead vocalist, uh, co-writer for most of the songs. Yep. Uh, just... Ob- ostensibly the front man in that band even though they it's kind of a band that has two front men yes uh, but but yeah there was
0: a front man the other one's the MC kind of, yeah yeah, yeah that, I, I, that's the way he puts it
1: right and so yeah uh, yes unfortunately uh, uh commit suicide uh, the fans immediately reacted uh, with uh, extending love to the band and the family mm-hmm. about the loss. Uh, a lot of people were very quick to honor the band and its, its reputation and its legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music of the past, the music of the present. Uh, but yeah, this was following the release of course of their uh, 2017 album One More Light. Right. Um, this
0: was also he committed suicide I and mean, what would have been the Fifty-second birthday of Chris Cornell, who had committed suicide last year. Yeah, previous year. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. Uh, still, it had a, a, a ripple effect uh, through the year because a lot of stories did come out about in the park whether they were going to keep going as a band. They eventually did confirm that they will perform again uh, in some capacity, uh, but it seems like they're not saying whether they're going to necessarily replace Chester outright?
0: Right. Or uh, not. No word has been set yet. They yeah. did have they did eventually, uh, in October, have the Cheshire and Benefit concert yes. in the Hollywood Bowl where they brought in a bunch of artists. But as for like anything substantial as to whether there'd be a replacement or not, nothing has been said yet. Although they did say that they will still continue the tour. Uh, the world tour uh, with what we call it? Uh, with uh, Tokyo. Uh, that uh, was originally scheduled.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, um, it's it's a rough loss for for the band, uh, but uh, but uh, but yeah, it seems like they're gonna still uh, they're gonna still make music, which is the important part, and still do what they love um, in honor of, of Chester's life. Yes. Which is good uh, so yeah, and uh, this won't be the last we talk about Linkin Park today. Uh, no. But
0: we'll get to that later. Yeah, let's move on to August, where Spotify, the streaming giant, surpassed sixty million subscribers. Yeah, and one hundred forty million active users and counting I'm and sure. counting. Yeah. <laughs> but not to be done Apple and Apple Music announced that they would be. Just continuing, the iPod Nano and the iPod Shuffle. This
1: was the last nail in the coffin that is the
0: iPod. I mean, yes, the touch still exists. Yes. But... For 15 years... Yep. The iPod had been a staple of American culture.
1: Yeah. I mean, just watch... Uh, ca- uh, Case in point, uh, Baby Driver, the movie that came out this year, <laughs> is an ode to the iPod, practically. yeah. like, just, there's so many iPods in that movie, the main character listens to an iPod... Throughout the entire runtime of that film, yes, and it's, yes, it's like it's it's a good kind of love letter to, in perfect timing in a way to the death of the iPod. Yeah,
0: well at one point the, the baby driver pulls out <laughs> several iPods uh, yeah. for several different uh, music choices. <laughs> it's pretty good,
1: but yeah, uh, I will miss the iPod. I mean, not so much the Shuffle and the Nano. I did have a Nano and I did have a Shuffle. I did have a Nano uh, too at one point. But my favorite, of course, was the classic. Yes, but yes.
0: Moving on. Yes. What else? Uh, yeah. Moving on. Quincy Jones. Yeah. Uh, producer behind some of Michael Jackson's iconic records. Yes. Was awarded nine million dollars in a trial against Jackson's estate for royalties. Yeah. Yes, and something that should not even be a thing, but for some reason it is. <laughs> uh, the lawsuit uh, for royalties for "Off the Wall," "Thriller," "Bad," and "This Is It" soundtrack. Um, the lawsuit was about protecting the integrity of the work, uh, in which the recording studio and the legacy of what we created. That was a quote from uh, Quincy Jones. Yep. Uh, moving on. All right. Eminem announced that he would do his, do a new album, which will, which came out like two weeks ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the revival. Revival. No. Yes. Revival. Yes. Revival. Yes, that was he now stopped following his B.E.T. stint with a campaign speech.
1: Yeah, where he did a little bit of an anti-Trump kind of thing. Yep.
0: And uh, Bruce Springsteen announced that he would do a one-man show, an eight-week solo show for nine hundred and sixty seats at the Walker Care Theater, in off or just off Broadway. So, with neither the E Street Band or the B Street Band. No, this would be just himself <laughs> in a theater with a guitar. Doing songs. I know. I just wanted to make the joke about Beast Street Paint. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> yes. It was called Spring Sing on Broadway. Right. Yep. And uh, no word on how many, how that well that actually sold. I bet it did pretty well. Pretty, I mean, for eight weeks, yeah. it should have done pretty well. Uh, also, Chance the Rapper continued to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, was the parade marshal for Chicago. Chicago's um, back-to-school parade and gave out 30,000 backpacks filled with school supplies for the upcoming year That's and awesome. just gave them away. And not only that, but he then donated a million dollars to the Chicago public schools. Good Yep. Yeah. And our last bit of news here in August. The eclipse happened. And if you're a fan of Bonnie Tyler's (laughs) Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. You could see her on a cruise ship singing Total Eclipse of the Heart as that, uh, as the eclipse happened. (laughs) Yeah, that's silly. Yep. But because that is a duet, they had to get someone else to do it with her. Uh Uh-huh. None other than DNCE frontman. (laughs) And Kicked by the Ocean. Joe Jonas. He, he is the cake by the ocean? Yes, he is the cake by the ocean. On the ocean as it was a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, yes, uh, because the eclipse only lasted for 2 minutes and 40 seconds, they had to do a pared down version, Yeah, which is basically just singing the total eclipse of the heart over and over again as yeah. the eclipse happened, which is great. I kind of wish I, w- I would have been a part of that now that I think about it. <laughs> See you right now. Yep. And moving on real quickly, we're just going to briefly mention R. Kelly. He did things. To for R. Kelly.
1: Less talked about, the better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because that news was quickly uh, eclipsed. <laughs> yeah. But Taylor Swift partnering with Ticketmaster and its verified fan program by taking a slightly different approach to how fans get their tickets. Yeah.
1: It was weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, So basically you could buy a Taylor Swift product in order to advance your place in, in line for ticket sales. Some people saw this as pay to play. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Other people saw this as the more money you have, the easier it'll be and it's not fair for true fans. Yeah.
1: Also, it's uh, probably important we mention here that this coincided with the announcement of a new Taylor Swift record called Reputation, uh, which it revealed around this time, that would be released later in November.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see. Moving on uh, to September, Lil Wayne was hospitalized. Again. Again, uh, due to seizures. Seizure. Yep, another seizure. Uh, let's see. Charlottesville, after that whole fiasco. Yeah. Yeah. Decided to have a benefit concert uh, featuring Dave Matthews Band, Pharrell Williams, Justin Timberlake, Chris Sableton, Ariana Grande, The Roots, Brittany Howard, Casey Elephant, and special guests. But here's the kicker. The thing was free. Yeah. Uh, they All they asked were just for donations at the door and also donations throughout the concert. Uh, but this was just a free event for the city of Charlottesville.
1: Right.
0: And let's see here. Stagecoach lineup wasn't asked for twenty eighteen, um, and Spotify decided to team up with Hulu for a student com- 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 combination. Right,
1: a little bit of a, uh, a discount for y'all college kids.
0: Yep, if you had a .edu email address, you could sign up for both Hulu and Spotify.
1: You probably for still nine can. Nine, yes. So
0: if you're listening to this and you haven't done that yet, check it out. Yes. You get a bu- both of them combined for four ninety nine a month. Considering that they both cost $9.99 and $7.99 uh, respectively.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, this was a great deal for students. Let's see here, moving on. Moving on. There's gonna be a there was a live production of Willy Wonka. There was? Yeah. <laughs> At the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. On the, uh, which took place on November 3rd and 4th. And, uh, Kanye West did stuff. Uh, uh he did was, he? <laughs> well, he responded to the cancellation of his tour. Oh, right. And their their countersuits against him.
1: Yeah, that was kind of the only thing uh, Kanye did this year. Kanye led a very, very quiet 2017, probably because he was way too loud in 2016. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, he kind of uh, went into hiding, except when it got legal, yes. which is all this stuff. Yeah, after the cancellation of his uh, his uh, Saint Pablo tour, uh, kind of imploded on him. Uh, yeah, he ended up doing there. Ended up being some countersuits against the, the, the touring company suing him for basically canceling all the appearances.
0: Right, and because they would have to refund their tickets, and it's part of an insurance right. policy. Right, for which it. he.
1: Basically, there was no statement at any time where he
0: guaranteed any
1: refunds.
0: So, yeah. Not great. Yep. Let's see. And lastly, in September, B.O.B. announced that he wanted to prove that the Earth is flat for once and for all. (laughs) With a GoFundMe campaign. Right. Uh, That was hilarious. Yeah, because he's insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, he's just making wishes on airplanes. It's true. In the night sky. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, real briefly, uh, we got all three judges announced for the reboot of American Idol. We sure did. Yep. ABC's we... American Idol will feature... Uh, Katy Perry, Luke Bryan... And? Oh, you don't know the third judge? No, I'm, I'm just letting you finish. Oh, no, I didn't write that down,
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you not know the third judge? Not off the top of my head. Oh yeah, because they brought in we brought in some record producer dudes yeah. that we hadn't really were we weren't we weren't too familiar with. But those are your celebrity judges, at least. Is yeah, Luke Bryan and uh, Katy Perry. But yeah, that will be debuting uh, this uh, year. Uh, sorry, next year, twenty eighteen, on
0: ABC. Oh, that's right. No, Lionel Ritchie. Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah, finalized and, that deal.
1: I thought for sure it was somebody else, but that's what okay. I thought too. Sure. Maybe they changed that. Maybe. Last minute. It was like, no, nope, no one knows who that guy is. Bring in Lionel Richie. Yeah. And he, and they probably called him up, and what did he say when he answered the phone?
0: Hello? <laughs> is, is it, is it really me you're looking for? Looking for? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Secrets will be uh, returning to host on the ABC show. Yes, now ABC. Yep, yep. yep. And yeah, that brings us to October... The first of October, and the unfortunate Route ninety one festival.
1: Yeah, this thing. So.
0: Yep, uh, country concert. Jason Aldean performing when uh, lunatic decided to open fire. Yeah. On the festival, and I think now is a good time to talk about gun control.
1: Yeah, um, it was a uh, it was the de- deadliest uh, mass shooting in American history. Um, I hope. We don't see anything worse than this, but seeing I hate that people keep trying
0: to set new records for that thing. Uh, yeah,
1: I hope that the trajectory does not go further, but we'll see. Uh, until we get actual regulations to keep assault rifles out of people's hands uh, in situations like this, uh, then maybe we'll never see the end. But uh, yeah, uh, this was uh, horrific. Um, it directly affected a bunch of schedules for the performers involved, including one of your favorites... Uh, including a concert you were going to see before it got canceled. Yes. Uh, the uh, Luke Bryan. Had lasting effects on the industry. Also directly affected the CMA Awards later in the year, where right. at first um, uh, the, the press was told not to get political in their questions. Then immediately the, the Academy of Country Music had to back off of that once uh, the internet got a hold of that and said, oh, sorry, we didn't mean that. Sure, that's whatever.
0: We didn't mean that. We didn't, we didn't mean to silence you. We just meant... Try and ask other questions. <laughs>
1: but yeah, uh, ultimately it led to a show that uh, I did not watch. We actually had it on mute for a while. But it seemed like uh, they did address uh, the shooting. They did address some political mm-hmm. issues during the show. So it uh, goes to show you that even the country music industry is uh, slowly evolving as, uh, as we go further into these horrific, horrific acts of violence.
0: Yep. And like, uh, just to wrap up March real quick, March? Got, sorry. October? Yeah, we're going to march through October real quick. <laughs> uh, Marilyn Manson was injured during a concert in New York City. Yeah,
1: a stage, piece of stage fell on. him.
0: Yep. Uh, Nelly was officially arrested for rape. Yeah, not great. And Weird Al announced a concert. But not just any concert.
1: An originals concert where he was only going to do his original songs. No parodies.
0: Yes. So he said, uh, basically he said that this was a show... For those of who would otherwise be interested in seeing a normal, uh, parody-filled Weird Al show, yeah. don't come. Right. Basically, I, I just telling fans straight sure, up, don't come, unless you know my original stuff. It's
1: for the super fans.
0: Yep. Uh, so, not a whole lot of people. Also, <laughs> uh, Justin Timberlake was announced to be the headliner for the Super Bowl. Next year. Yes, yeah, so,
1: get ready for JT Super Bowl time.
0: Yep. Uh, Lincoln Park. No, And then it brings us to November... Eminem's new album, uh, Taylor Swift's new album, the bigly, hotly dissipated... And immediately
1: went on to sell millions of copies and became the biggest selling record of the year.
0: Yes, in like two weeks. Yep. Um, I think that's pretty much... That brings us right to uh, November, December... So nothing yeah. really pretty much happened after that. Oh yeah, the Vans Warped Tour was officially announced that it would be ending at the end of next man. year. No more Warped Tour. Yep, uh, between the 25th anniversary in 2019 will be its final tour.
1: But yeah, uh, I mean overall, kind of what we're looking at is not a huge year in music. No. Nothing world-shattering, no surprise releases from any major artists. In fact, I'd argue that a lot of major artists' uh, releases this year Disappointed. Including Arcade Fire, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry. Yep. All kind of had middling stuff this year. And it was the smaller releases that really made the waves. And it was the more out there surprises that I think mattered most.
0: Yeah, I want to say that unfortunately the big news for, in terms of music, was the shootings that happened. It was,
1: unfortunately. It was uh, violence coming into what should be a pure celebration of music, and we, we we saw it. The fact that we saw it more than once this year is is yeah is is just again is just proof that we need to work on this as a as a country about what the kind of well as a world. Seeing as this wasn't exclusive to the U.S. Right, um, just about the the the, the, the about how we we're, we're, we're dealing with these weapons and this terrorism worldwide. Uh, But yeah, uh, ultimately, uh, yeah, I think that unfortunately you're right. That is probably our story of the year is that uh, concert venues um, are affected just as much as any other public place. So uh, be aware when you go out to a large arena. uh, Hopefully the the arenas learn from these things and uh, uh, crank up security measures as we go on further, um, as long as there's still these threats. Yep.
0: Yep, that's disappointing. It is. I mean, I can't think of anything else major that happened. Yeah, because
1: there wasn't really anything industry wide. I don't. I mean, obviously, net neutrality is going to affect the music industry. Um. Somewhat, but that's going to be remain. That's that remains to be seen. Uh. What kind of effects we're going to see there?
0: Um. Yeah. No real big other trends this year. Um, I mean, death of the iPod and the death of MP three were big stories.
1: Yeah, but ultimately, the streaming, like, streaming replacing those things has already kind of been in the works. Right. And it it's not necessarily a seventeen phenomenon. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the music industry is in a weird transitional phase right now, uh, and we'll probably have to wait till next year to see what really, really comes out of all this.
0: Yeah. But, but what did come out of this were yes, several albums. It's true.
1: We listened to a lot of music this year.
0: Yes. Probably more than we usually do.
1: Yeah, I uh, did a final count, and I listened to at least 50-something, 52 to 54, give or take, albums this year. That's more <laughs> than one per week. Yes. And that's not even including literally everything I listened to. That yes. was just things I thought that I wanted to add to a list that I may put on a top five. Yes, <laughs> I had to go from 50-something to five. Yes. And it was very, very difficult for me. Yes. Yeah, it was a really, really good year for both established acts trying something different, for smaller acts making their like biggest albums yet, for huge acts dropping real big bombs. Yeah. To uh, to some acts just kind of you know spinning their wheels. It ran the gamut this year of all sorts of different different kinds of albums.
0: So before we give our official list, and we have specifically one album. Well, no, that we should wait until uh, Honorable mentions after. Honorable Mention? After. After? After. After. Okay. Literally after. Alright, so <laughs> I'll go through my top five yeah, first. first. Because I don't have a lot to say about music, but what I did listen to gonna was good. To, I'm going to be quick, too. Alright. So, uh, my number five album of the year was The Greatest Showman. The soundtrack. The Sound- soundtrack. Based on the movie. Based on the movie. Based on the original uh, soundtrack. Which is music. Yes, which is a musical. <laughs> um, as I said in my movie review, I don't, this wasn't in my movie review. No, no, yes, this was my originals. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. 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 That the soundtrack was the best thing about this movie. Right. Uh, so so surprised that it would make my top five, uh, terms of music. Um, I was just listening to it actually earlier today. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I just love everything. It's very upbeat. It's very hip. It's very. Modern take on a really old story.
1: Huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, would you say this is uh, this is kind of like how people listen to. Listen to. <laughs> listen to um... Go ahead. You can put it out. Uh, the Hamilton soundtrack that I've never seen Hamilton. Do yeah. You think are going to do that with this?
0: I feel like that, yeah. Yeah. It works on its kind
1: of on
0: its own in a lot of ways. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like the best thing about that album was the duet between Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron. Like yeah. I put that song like specifically. I was <laughs> like, yeah, this is such a great song in general. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that being said, you don't really need to see the out the 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 uh, movie to appreciate this album. It does help. But this, the album on its on itself alone is great and fantastic.
1: Cool. Yeah, my parents asked. Uh, well, my dad and my mom asked about this, and I said, "Yeah, you should probably see it." Yeah, my parents
0: also saw The Greatest Showman. Yeah, and they immediately they it. loved it.
1: Yeah. So I told them, I told them that 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 will be their their date night movie. They can go see that.
0: Yeah. Uh, number four in music is the uh, Luke Bryan album. Okay. Uh, this thing was just came out, but it's very. Much a Luke Bryan album. It's very uh, soulful. What's
1: the name of this thing? Uh, something. What makes you country? What makes you country?
0: And it's actually exactly that because it's not really a big party album, or yeah. it's not really like loud in your kind face, of traditional. But it's more about like your roots and like people around you. It's more traditional country. Yeah. Which is greatly appreciated in terms of like where country music seems to be headed.
1: Yeah.
0: With it being like super loud and super in your face and. Trying to cross over into some into that pop genre, by pop and rock genre. This is very scaled back classic country. Uh, number three is that Kesha album, Rainbow. Yes, Rainbow. Yes. Uh, this the, the fact that you can have a song where you talk about taking Godzilla to the mall, <laughs> and a duet with Jolly Parton on the same album. Yeah, and both those songs are great. Yeah. There's a lot of quality stuff on It's there. quality work right there. It's, it's,
1: it's great, and it also, it's like, like we kind of mentioned earlier, it's a great, like, follow-up to the, just the, the terrible, terrible year she had last year with the with litigation and the, the accusations against Dr. Luke. Seeing this come out and be so good, like, and possibly be the best thing she's ever made is just a great redemption story. Yeah. It's,
0: it's such a cool thing to see. Yep. yes, yeah, like you said, like... Like Dr. Luke was hiding this kind of work. Yeah. It's just a shame of everything that he tried to do. Yeah. It's just it's, like, it just shows how good of an artist, how widespread also of an artist Kesha is. Yeah. Now
1: it shows, and it really shows how much of the, her music was her and not Dr. Luke. Right. Like it's easy to be like, oh, well, TikTok wouldn't have been a hit without him. It's like, well, would it have? I don't know. It may have been better without him. For all we <laughs> know, if this is the document is any proof. Then uh, we have more to come from Kesha, and it'll be uh, really great to see what she does
0: next. Yes, I'm looking forward to more Kesha. Yeah, is anything that's made me more of a Kesha fan than, yeah. than previously before? Yeah. Uh, however, there's two albums better than that. Alrighty. <laughs> Let's. Uh, number two on my list is that Lord album, yes, Melodrama. Melodrama. This thing was a surprise for me because yeah. I'm not really big on Lord. Um, Lord. Well, and Royals is just meh for me. Yeah. And I didn't really see the appeal behind Lord, other than she's young, and she's Australian.
1: No, she's uh, uh from New Zealand. New Zealand, close,
0: close. <laughs> yes. I thought that was her gimmick.
1: Yeah, kind
0: of. But no, she could actually sing. <laughs> she's actually pretty good at <laughs> yeah. being an artist. Turns out she's pretty talented. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. Oh Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. Uh, this album was everything to turn me as a into a, a Lord fan. Yeah. Uh, just putting this thing on and putting it in the background, it everything flows well together. Yeah. From from track to track, as uh, Lord said, this was a soundtrack for a girls' night out. Or like
1: a house party. House kind party. Of thing. It's basically like. Like the chronologically from when this party starts and you're feeling during the party and kind of when the party's about to end and you're and you're drunk and you're alone and you're not feeling great and then kind of the aftermath.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an easy listen to, but that's just because there's no song that makes you want to like hit skip or anything.
1: But yeah, it's 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 interesting because it's like she she manages to pace the ballads with the with the dance numbers with the kind of the it's it's a really really Good concept album in the way that they don't make those anymore. Yep. So it is very, very good.
0: Right. And that brings me to my number one album, which, if you're listening to this podcast, should come as no surprise, or (laughs) to anyone who knows me. Yeah. Uh, It is, of course, Linkin Park's new album, One More Light. Uh, When I first heard this thing, the only other time I felt this way about a Linkin Park album was when they came out with Minutes to Midnight, which was ten years ago. And that's only, beca- that's only because I loved everything on this album. This album was great from start to finish, and it just only was... I, I hate to say that it was elevated by Chester Payton's death, but it definitely became more resonated more significant More because, because
1: yeah like uh, uh, there are themes on the record that pretty much directly address like what do we do with, including the t- title <laughs> track yes what do we do when somebody dies like do we move on like what do we do with that information and it's so interesting now that we have this thing that chester sung himself that could
0: easily be said about himself right which but, I think was originally like spoken yeah, about, just as someone else, or po- possibly even um, like, um, shoot.
1: You just said um, his name. Uh, what's his name? Chris uh, Cornell. Chris Cornell. Like it, it's it's just it it makes it kind of this fascinating thing that people are gonna look back on in like ten years and be like, what was what was he trying to tell us? Kind of
0: thing. Well, especially like when you look over the course of Lincoln Park's discography. Yeah. And it ultimately led to this. It's like, like on the one hand, it's something that, like, is purposely out there that people should be aware of, like in terms like what you're saying. But it's also something that, like, needs is almost a cry for help.
1: Yeah, it's it's where it it brings up that kind of that question, which is. Like, is this, was his, was this, writing the lyrics like this therapeutic for him? Or, yeah, like you're saying, like, was it kind of a message to his friends and family? Like, no one knows, that line is such a small, thin line. And so, like, you don't know, like, whether he was using the music as catharsis, just using the music as the catharsis, or whether he was hoping somebody figured it out. But who knows? At this point, it's not for us to figure out. Right. It's, it's, it, all we can do at this point is just admire the music that he created. And this is, I mean, as you said, is some of the best music they ever have created. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Like, I've listened to that album front to back 20 times at least.
1: And I think in a way, uh, I think not only this album, but kind of the year as a whole, it kind of elevated the band's perception.
0: Well, I think, I think it got, it got because of the death, yeah. and because of the new album, it got everyone uh, realizing that, wow, Lincoln Park has been around yeah. for almost 20 years in terms of a band. It used
1: to be, you know, it's the, it used to be the fun joke. It's like, oh, when we're done with our Nickelback jokes, we'll make a Lincoln Park joke. Right. But after this year, I think that's way harder to say, to do. Not just because Chester has passed. But because that band because influenced so many people, it made everybody kind of think about like all the music blogs I follow and stuff. Kind of actually like did their due diligence and said like, wait a minute, we should probably actually talk to people who were influenced by Linkin Park and why it matters to them. Mm-hmm. And what you get out of that is a lot of prominent artists, both in the mainstream kind of music market and kind of in indie bands, all are all saying like, no, there's in there, this catalog there, there are things there are great things in this catalog that people just ignore and, and like the, the, this band they like you said they've been around so long and they tried so many different things musically that they that, that they, they did leave an imprint on rock music mm-hmm. they 100% did and
0: it's hard for you to ask someone like what their like, favorite Linkin Park song is yeah and everyone has one Yeah, most of it is rather old stuff but at least you know who Linkin Park is and that's just testament to like how big the band got. I mean, they, like we said earlier this year, yeah, I remember they're we were, a stadium band. We were talking
1: about this thing, yeah, of when that album first got announced and you are talking about the single and way before any of the kind of the darker things happened. Yeah, we were talking about like, yeah, they they made it. They made it to arena level. Yeah. They were like the Foo Fighters of new metal at this point. Mm-hmm. Like they, they had gotten to that upper echelon that not that many bands like your U2s, your Foo Fighters, your... Your queens, you know, yeah. like there are a handful of bands you can say that were like arena acts, and they were gonna get there, and this is just a little bit of a speed bump, but I think they still will.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. That's the um, the cap to all this is yeah. where will they go now?
1: It's the big question mark. I kind of we already kind of talked about this earlier, but yeah, I really think they're they've said as much that they're still gonna perform. Uh, But yeah, the question remains though is that do they find somebody to be a permanent replacement for Chester's parts? Mm -hmm. Do they do a revolving door of guest artists? Like there's a lot of options that they have as a
0: band now. Right. And that's, that won't be seen probably in the next year.
1: Yeah. We'll probably know.
0: Well, um, I'll know for sure because I follow the band. Pretty soon into 2018. (laughs) Yeah, We'll probably find out. But enough about me and my music. Yeah, Matt, you also have over 50 albums this week. Yeah,
1: and I, I had to get them down to five. I'll be very, very brief okay. because uh, I know you don't have much to participate in here.
0: Uh, but um,
1: <laughs>
0: As the gift I gave you for Christmas, as I need to say.
1: <laughs> but I do want to go on the record and say I don't hate any of the records on your list. I think that there's a lot to love there. I didn't listen to the Luke Bryan thing, but from what you described to me, it seems like a return to form is what he needed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I and, and uh, if this was a top ten, both Lord and Kesha would be on that list. It's just that because I had to pare it down to five is the only reason why they didn't make it. Uh,
0: but yes. But what is, so what is number five
1: then? Uh, starting off my list, number five is uh, GN by the band Rat Boys. Uh, so they're not a huge band yet. I feel like this is going to be their moment uh, starting in 2017 They're a country slash folk influenced indie rock band um, uh, And the thing that they did this year is just miles ahead of their debut album, which came out a couple of years ago uh, They do such a good job with tone uh, and atmosphere uh, They use their kind of country influences sparingly not to the point where like this is upset like this is a country album. It's not quite that. It's uh, they, It's very much influenced and it has some of the most surprising moments uh, that, of a record that I listened to this year. It's uh, no, perfect. It yeah, <laughs> uh, it's perfect for um, uh for, for a good uh for driving. It's a good driving album. It's a good like relaxing album for me. It was definitely my go-to uh, throughout the year uh my number four record this year now i have to think about what my list was i don't have it quite memorized (laughs) um if i think about it i'll 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 crank them out here well matt this
0: is your (laughs) top four there's so much i listened to this year i know there was so much i listened to this year i know let's go through everything okay everything that you could have listened to this year and your number four <laughs> album has to thank be you, something that. Okay, uh, yeah, that's what I thought it was. So, Gotta um, something that you, I four, know of.
1: Uh, Waxahachie's Out in the Storm. So I actually got to see Waxahachie in concert this year. Uh, and it was one of the best live shows I've been to. Actually, it may be the best live show I've ever been to. Wait, when'd
0: you go to a Waxahachie concert?
1: Uh, Malia and I went in uh, May ish. Uh, So long ago. It was a (laughs) while ago. Anyways, uh, so I got to see uh, uh, Kate Crutchfield of Waxahachie perform some of the songs live with her band and just it, it accentuated how good the music was in this thing. Um, it's kind of been referred to as a post-breakup album as, uh, Katie went through kind of some sort of breakup, but I think that's, like, doing it in a service in a lot of ways, because the sounds that the band explores and the subject matter that the band's explored isn't so much about, like, dwelling on the past, it's more hopeful than that, and it's some of the best, and it's definitely the best writing, uh, that the band has done, yeah, and for a band known for their, like, writing, that's really impressive. So yeah, uh, definitely uh, one of my favorites this year. It would have ranked higher any other year, but man, this was just such a high quality year for music. Uh, number three, uh, I have always uh, with uh, uh, anti-socialites uh, their second album, following their day- self-titled debut a few years ago.
0: Is this always?
1: Uh, I believe you just pronounce it always, but yes, the V's, the V's. are the
0: W. If. Uh but
1: yeah the, the, that this band just keeps cranking out the most beautiful uh music. I don't know like I wrote in my my post on com that it's just one of those things where I, I I sometimes wonder like if they exist or not. Not just because like they sound kind of dreamy, but also because it's like they're just so consistently good at what they do. Just the the quality of their songwriting is just miles ahead of other quote dream pop acts out there. Uh, I really think that that, it, that they're already uh, getting bigger and bigger as uh, they release more and more music, and, and people are paying attention to this band uh, to the point where you even said that you had heard of them. Yes. Uh, and so yeah, it just goes to show you more and more people are, are discovering what, the, the the great stuff that they make, and uh, I look forward to hearing more. Number two, uh, a debut uh, on my list here, Charlie Bliss their debut album, Guppy. Uh, I had heard a couple of singles from them over the last couple of years and they, they had only put out like a real small EP. Uh, they hadn't really put out anything. Uh, they had gone on a couple of tours. So this is their first major release and man, was it worth it. It was probably uh, the, the, the best summer album for my year. This was my summer album, definitely. I cranked this out of my car constantly uh, <laughs> during the, the warmer months and uh, it definitely earned its place it's uh, single after single of the, on this thing if this was an alternate universe where uh, alt rock still got played on the radio yeah. uh, this would have been the soundtrack of 2017 okay, just such, such great Weezer influence just great guitar solos and just hook after hook super catchy each song catchier than the last just a great fun album that I'd recommend anybody who listens to rock even if, they, even if they're not really somebody who listens to uh, female vocalists. I think this is definitely something that might change some minds out there. It, I definitely, definitely love this thing. But, uh, number one is number one because of just how much it means in the year of 2017, which is, uh, nothing feels natural from Priests. Priests is a Washington, D.C. era uh, area uh, punk band that's been kind of uh, putting out real quality stuff for the last few years, uh, but but this is their big statement. This is their first major, major uh, uh, label label release. It's it's their most political album to date. But it was written early in 2017, before all the super super crazy stuff happened, which is just a te- stands as a testament to how much was already wrong in our political climate and our and social just, climate.
0: Also, just how crazy 2017 got. <laughs> really did.
1: But, but even now, this thing, it holds up super well because the kind of anxieties that the band is talking about in these songs are still just as relevant as they were back in February when this thing came out. It it's just stands to how much of a climate we are, a, a dangerous, dangerous political climate we are, not even just in, uh, in uh, the, the U.S., but worldwide. And uh, not only all of that, it's a political statement, but this album is also the band experimenting with all sorts of interesting sounds. This has a string interlude, as a track in the middle of this thing. It has the band trying out some um, uh, some surf rock and some uh, some some rockabilly, and just like it goes in so many different directions. It's just so cons- it's just a consistent listen, but it matters in the the climate that we're in in 2017 so much that it couldn't not be my number one album. So yes, uh, definitely check that out if you haven't. And that's my top five.
0: Well, now that we have our top five, we have to concise on a number one album for Media Boat Podcast. So,
1: here's what I'm floating. It would have been probably my number six if it had been on my list. It barely made my top five, and it was on your list as well uh, as, num- as number two. So, I think I think our site number one has to be Lord's Melodrome.
0: So, many of your top five you feel. I different. don't
1: feel like. I think we can agree. Like I said, it would be number six. So, it's just so close to being there. I am 100% okay with putting it as our number one. Because it's a, it's something we can both agree on.
0: But you feel so heavily about. I do. About priests, though. But. You just gave this whole epic speech about how it defines 2017. But. I don't
1: know whether it represents MediaVote as a platform, so I'm. that's why I think Lord is the better choice. It's on your list. It would have been on my list if I had moved one thing, so yes, I think melodramas are around.
0: you do rather try to, like, conceive I this know series. you're trying to, but I'm not
1: going to let you, because <laughs> I also kind of want melodrama to be our number one, because... So,
0: Grammy-nominated yes. melodrama right. will be our number one yes. album for the year. Yes.
1: I'm okay with this.
0: You're okay with this. I think that
1: is a quality piece of work. But now do we want to talk about our honorable mentions? Yes. Because we have a lot to talk about. So we have,
0: we have a lot to talk about honorable mentions. The
1: number one honorable mention that we're, you were biting, and biting to talk about, of course, is Paramore's After Laughter. Yes. This barely didn't make either of our lists.
0: Yes. And I think the only reason it didn't make my list was because it came out so early in the year <laughs> that when it came time for me to make my list... I completely forgotten that thing came out. And for me, it would
1: have been in my, like I said for Lord and Kesha, it would have been in my top ten if I had expanded it. But uh, yeah, since it wasn't, we want to honor it here. It's the best thing that a band has ever put out. Yes, it's a that is a pop summer that's a summer pop it is album, a great summer album at the core of its meaning. It's amazing. It's a pop album that at the same time is a great. It's a great kind of. Uh, Almost like a diary of uh, Haley Williams just talking about her anxieties and mm-hmm. her, her, you know, coming to grips with all sorts of things like her own mental health, uh, her effect on other people, even a whole song about how she doesn't want her fans to see her as this 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 hero that's on this pedestal. And it goes all sorts of different. There's even a song in that thing that's by a singer from another band talking in like third person about paramore as a band and as a concept and kind of a kind of a spoken word kind of thing that album is incredible and i don't know wh- how it exists uh but yeah it, we definitely it would be remiss if we didn't talk about it on this podcast so yes. it is our definite our, our secret number six
0: yes in our, on our both of our lists i guess we'd say. <laughs> uh
1: but yeah um, other honorable mentions I have that I want to mention real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Widow Speak album came out this year, also very good. The new Radiator Hospital is also very, very good, but not as good as their previous works, I will admit, as a big Radio, radio, radio Hospital fan. Uh, there's so many other albums I'm trying to think of. Uh, um. Allison Crutchfield, uh, sister of Katie Crutchfield, came out with a solo album that was also very excellent this year. Uh, I don't know. Do you have, have some to add in? Uh, Dream Car. Dream Car. I remember Dream Car. Yes,
0: that mashup yes. Uh, between several uh, West Coast artists. Yeah. Uh, that thing was decent. I mean, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it could be. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, um, the, uh, I did uh, happen to listen to a live version of, of them play, and live is pretty good. But when you go into listening to it back on a cd it doesn't quite hit anything that would resonate yeah which is odd and yet somehow defines music in a a way (laughs) because there's very few bands out there that actually do good live yeah uh dream is definitely one of them i think the other one out there is muse who does good live bands yeah uh yeah
1: uh other other albums i want to mention real quickly uh uh uh, Katie Allen That debut was really really good uh, Alex Leahy's debut Was really really good Australian artist Who's uh, A real big up and comer
0: uh, She did Seth
1: Meyers this year Which yeah. was surprising
0: uh, ba, 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 ba. Who I, th- I think one thing We'll do our best Is if we didn't Laugh at the album That is Katy Perry's Ugh
1: uh, Yeah We want to really, really Talk about stuff That sucked this year uh, Katy Perry's Prism Eminem's Revival Yes um, yeah. uh, 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 Arcade Fire's Everything Now Yep Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> And yeah, Taylor Swift's Reputation. Um,
0: yeah.
1: God, we can keep going, I'm sure. Wait, would you put Reputation on the terrible list? Uh,
0: it was not terrible. It was just disappointing. It It's on my disappointing list. Was that because you expected so much of it?
1: Well, no, I just... is such a good album. Yeah. That I was hoping it would be as good, but it's not. It didn't quite make it. Uh, but yeah, um... There's just so much. This was such a good year for music. There's something for everybody this year. So uh, if you are interested in any of that, if any of that sounded good to you, go check it out. Uh, Stream it. Download it. Whatever you want to do. Just give the artists the money that they deserve for it, and everybody will be happy.
0: Yes. Go see your favorite bands live. Pick up their albums. Go Pick up their merchandise from their website. Yes!
1: Buy merchandise when you're going to see a show. That's the money that goes directly to the artists and helps them not crash their tour vans. Yes. (laughs) So do that. It's the best thing you can do to a band if you love them is buy their merch at the merch table.
0: And hey, because the band's there, they can uh, sign that for you. Get that thing autographed. They totally
1: can. Maybe you'll meet a cute merch girl who's wearing a St. Seneca t-shirt. That happened to me.
0: I think there's a story there. Oh my (laughs) gosh. There's a story there. (laughs)
1: Uh, so that'll do it then, I guess, for music. Yep. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow, that's Friday, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, for the last wrap-up episode of 2017, where we talk about video games, which I'm really excited to get to that episode. We have a lot of great stuff to oh, talk yeah. about, a lot of great games to There's talk about. a lot about. of great games that came out this year. It was a crazy year in video games, just like it was in music, so yeah, just to wait for that. Uh, we'll also have a regularly scheduled podcast that you probably, if you're listening to this on the day this comes out, you've already heard on Wednesday night Uh, But uh, so yeah uh, that's in the archives if you haven't listened to that yet Uh, but yeah, so uh, have a a continual uh, good uh, uh, Christmas break week, whether you're working or if you're actually breaking and uh, we'll be back with video games next time
0: yep uh so if you want to see the rest of our 2017 wrap-up, because to that, uh, right now. Right now.
1: See you guys. Bye.